welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach, and I'm here with my good friends and co-hosts, Angie and Clint. Man, you switched up the order. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Last week no, was Angie and Clint. I've, okay. It's funny. It's alphabetical. <laughs> that's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's funny it's that preference. y'all mentioned that. Yeah, it's not. Pre- it is alphabetical. I, I love you both. But you do. But you do go ways. back and forth. I think like I I've do. noticed that you you try to switch it up. Yeah, and I have since decided to go alphabetical. Oh. If you listen to last week's, I'm pretty sure I did Angie and Clint last week's, which we won't do that yeah, right now. You did phonetically. I like Clint and Angie. Yeah, yeah, because I when I was, it, I, I always mouth better. like as you're doing the intro, mm-hmm. I'm like over here just like, kind of mouthing along, and so I was surprised that my name was first last week. <laughs> uh, this because- is like the MySpace top eight. Like <laughs> the order has been for anyone under 25 that's listening. Uh, disregard that cultural under mention. 30. I mean, eh, maybe. I mean, I'm 35, and I had a MySpace. So, did you have a MySpace? Um, no. Facebook was. I had MySpace a MySpace was on its way out. What was by the, the time I got uh, into like college? There was some like little journal. Exanga, Zanga. That's what it was. I had oh, a Zanga. Oh, well, okay. Man. Never mind. I won't get into that. Yeah, let's move on. <clears throat> okay, so today <laughs> we are talking about spiritual fatigue, and I'm interested to see uh, how we go about this because I think there's a couple different ways I take it. Um, so let's just start with what you guys think of when you hear spiritual fatigue. I was, oh man, I was going to say I was introduced first, so we'll let Clint take the mic first, <laughs> no, but ahead. no, okay. Uh, so for me, spiritual fatigue is when um, I've been doing a lot of spiritual things, interacting with a lot of people in um, in the spiritual realm, praying with people, having a lot of deep conversation uh, with people with uh, things that are going on in their life. If I've preached a lot on a weekend, you know, things like that, that takes the spiritual energy that the Holy Spirit has given us, I get to a point of hitting spiritual fatigued where I, I feel just completely depleted. So that's that's where I go when I when I say spiritual fatigue, that's how I picture it. So yeah, yours is a good it, it, in the same sense that physical exhaustion exists mm-hmm. is how you think of spiritual fatigue or spiritual exhaustion. Oh yes. What were you thinking, Clint? Yeah, when I think of spiritual fatigue, it's much more along the lines of, like, depression, which I don't experience a lot, like, uh, the actual psychological or, or – uh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to think of. but yeah, I, I don't either. Ex- I was trying to help you out. I don't experience actual Clinical? Depress- Clinical depression. Yeah, I don't experience that. Um, but I have experienced spiritual fatigue in the form of what I would call spiritual depression – and it just means that I don't feel like um, reading my Bible. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like fellowship, um, going to church. I don't feel like doing spiritual things. And where that comes from for me is I've already bit done a really bad job of all of those things. And so it comes from this idea of guilt because I haven't prayed, because I haven't read my Bible, because I haven't, uh, because I've been angry or I've, I've sinned. Um, I feel like those things disqualify me from doing the spiritual acts. And so I get tired before I've actually ever even done Mm. the things. And so, um, so then therefore I don't want to do it. So your spiritual fatigue is, 
is motivated by you feel guilty for X, Y, Z. And so you don't feel like going to the right. source. Fascinating. And so, yeah. how, and so the way, maybe I don't know. Well, let me ask you maybe a Maybe we don't want to get to the point where we talk about how we overcome it yet. But Like personally, if you had an, an interaction, and I know you don't feel guilty about much, but if you had an interaction <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> where you felt guilty. Mm-hmm. I love t- how she can read you already. I mean, yeah. Do you tend to avoid that interaction because you feel guilty? And shame. I don't know. I guess I would need like a specific example, but but he can't think of any time he felt guilty. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, it's it's guilt from not doing yeah. the very things that I need to do that prevents me from doing them. And so eventually, what I have to do is remind myself that my um, standing with God is not based on my goodness mm. and my uh, how well I execute the spiritual disciplines. Mm. And so once, once I get to that point, once I remind myself of that, then I'm able to say, you know what, like, like for instance, I we're reading through the Bible or trying to, and I've done this five or six times. Right. So it's six. not, it's not new to me mm-hmm. or no seven, but what happens inevitably you. is I have this very analytical mind. And I think, okay, if I want to do this in a year, I need to read three chapters a day. And so I'll go a week. Not reading. not reading it. And now I'm thinking, I got to read 21 chapters <laughs> to catch up. Instead of just, let Instead me Instead of saying, like, let me just pick up. Let me read three today. Yeah. And where I have success is when I just start over. When I, not meaning that I, wherever I'm at, I just go back to Genesis 1. I've done that. And that is crippling, too. Because now I have to, now I got to catch up to where I'm really supposed to be. But I'm thousands of chapters, not really thousands, but I'm a long <laughs> way away. But what I have to do, what I do is remind myself that, that, that my standing with God is not based on how well I perform the spiritual disciplines. And then I'm free to just pick up where I'm at. And so for me, what that might look like is, and this is church is the easiest one for me to do because I, I like coming to church, but even if I don't feel like it, I'm just like, you know what? It's good for me. Mm -hmm. And so I go praying, same thing. If I haven't prayed in a while, I'm like, well, just do it. Or, or even if you can't think of what to say, read someone else's prayer mm-hmm. and um, open it up to the Bible, to Psalms. Read a psalm um, or read an article about prayer, and that will fuel your desire to do it. Um, so. Yeah, so I have um, I've experienced both of those, of what you describe, of where um, I am doing so many spiritual things that I become uh, spiritually exhausted from a sense of, uh, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm tired. Um, <clears throat> but I've also, the way I took it of how, it, of when I first heard spiritual fatigue, the way I understood it was a sense of where it's difficult to continue in belief or to continue practicing belief, which I think is what you were describing. Clint. Right. So I've, I've experienced both of those being a younger member of a largely older church, older congregation, um, being a younger deacon. So a lot of the the tasks that are, there's just a lot of tasks that tend to fall on the younger guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also, I have also experienced um, times where it was difficult to go to God in prayer. It was difficult to read any sort of spiritual literature, whether that be the Bible or devotionals, anything like that. Um, and I know both tend to be re- rooted in a sense of ego 
for me. It kind of goes back to a previous episode that we, we talked on. Um, but also a lack of acceptance when I, when I am spiritually exhausted in the sense of it's difficult to continue in belief, it is usually around a circumstance that I'm not accepting and I'm, I'm trying to fight against. Um, so for instance, whether that be something that, um, in my marriage, um, something at work with how I think people think of me, um, and maybe even, you know, to some degree, it's not just me thinking how they think of me, but it, it, it can be confirmed in some senses. And so it's a lack of acceptance of, well, you know, this is the reality and I can choose to, um, you know, I can choose to continue working hard and, and persevering, or I can continue letting how, how I think others think of me drag me down to a level of, of being um, bitter, resentful, um, any of those things. And, but even the spiritual exhaustion in the sense of um, being tired from doing spiritual things it's usually rooted when I'm in those moments, it's usually rooted in, um, I'm the only one doing anything. Mm. You know, I'm why, why can't anyone else come out here and do these things? It's usually that sort of attitude mm-hmm. that fuels that spiritual exhaustion in that sense. So I'm curious as a pastor, cause it was, it was interesting to me that when you, when you define spiritual fatigue, um, I think your perspective came at it from being a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious if you've noticed any of the attitudes behind um, that spiritual fatigue. I mean, not, not just as a pastor, I've been in ministry for over 15 years. So, and I was not always a pastor. So uh, fatigue came at different points of leadership in general. Mm -hmm. Uh, Serving the church can, can get spiritually exhausting. Uh, But, but I want to make a careful uh, distinction that we're not just talking about physical fatigue because we're overworking ourselves. Like we're, mm-hmm. we can all get to a point of emotional fatigue, of physical fatigue, of doing those kinds of anything in, in our professional lives and our homes. Spiritual fatigue, I think has a little more to do with how we have allowed the Holy Spirit to lead versus allowed ourselves to lead. Mm-hmm. And I say that because when you're talking about, um, like the the work part of it. I remember a, a wise man when I was planting the table, um, and you know I'm I can be prideful, so like you're working <laughs> so hard, and you, you know you're proud of the work you're doing, and you get energy from all that work that you're doing. And I was just going a hundred miles an hour nonstop, and he and he looked at me and said, "Is if this is so spirit led, why do you?" why do you feel like you need to work so hard? Mm. And I was like, Ooh, that's a good question. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time it didn't feel like I was working so hard, but it did get to a point where eventually I did. Mm. And then I was, I was, there was a spiritual drought where I, I had just put everything on the table. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and got to a place where like I felt just completely empty and I needed it. It took me a minute to stop and pause and take that good old fashioned biblical advice, you know, rest, mm. drink some water, take a nap, you know, like <laughs> Jesus, even Jesus rested on a cushion, you know, uh, and, and finding that, that space to do those things and not, 
I think sometimes as Christians, we're told that when we're feeling fatigued, we have to go to the scriptures mm. and we have to fill back up. But I think we underestimate the power of the spirit to nourish our souls in just quiet and rest. Mm. I was going to say rest is the, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, the, that's good. the important thing. And uh, I mean, I've noticed this. I have the privilege of going to church with Zach. And so I see him serving in, in a lot of different ways and I'll say the I'll have this conversation with myself. I'm like, that dude just can't say no. <laughs> he, and he'll, and he, I think you would admit that you Absolutely. have trouble telling people no. Yes. And I mean, and you and I have had that conversation. Like, dude, you just got to say no. <laughs> like when at the point where you know your wife's upset at you because you're volunteering too much, or you you know you're not um, helping at home as much. And I look, I've had that problem too, um, to the point where I probably overcorrected it, to the sense that I don't really make myself available to do anything um, for the church because of, of at being busy at home. But um, I think part of resting, as you said, is having that realizing that it's not sinful or bad mm -hmm. to tell people I can't do this. Yes. I literally can't put anything else on my yes. plate. Um, and I think we stop short of doing that. What we end up saying is, well, if you can't find someone else, to do it, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. But what you do is now you let them off the hook because they'll try to find someone else, right? And then they can't. Yeah. Uh, or genuinely try to find something else and they can't. And now you're like, you feel now even more obligated. Well, they tried really hard to find somebody else to do it. They said they couldn't. So now yeah. I have to, yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely can empathize with, uh, with that. And I think rest and telling ourselves it's okay not to feel like you have to do everything. And that can be hard yeah. in a church plant situation mm -hmm. where you are the leadership and you're the stop gap for everything. And it can feel really hard in our situation, Zach, where we're one of very few young people in our church who have the physical ability to do some of the things that need to be done. Our, our deacon body here is older um, and they're just not physically able. Right. And so that falls on us. And, uh, Even though and, there are still, yeah, I don't want to give them a hard time because no, there are still many still, things that yeah, they do that I, I could <laughs> exactly, never do. Absolutely, from a physical and physically, like, yeah, you know. Um, but the heavy lifting, mm -hmm. you know, uh, they their backs aren't as strong, like literally, as as ours, and so. Uh, so, yeah, but I think that help, you have to have that healthy balance. Yeah, where I struggle with the balance of it, um, I learned how to say no to things a long time ago because early in ministry, I did the same thing. Like I said <laughs> yes to everything. And then everybody knows that you know how to do it. So mm. then you're the easy answer because they know you're going to say yes and they know that you know how to do it and they know you're going to do a good job. So mm -hmm. uh, I, I stopped allowing myself, one, to learn everything. <laughs> Like I, some people just need to learn that, not me. Um, and then two, not always say yes. The struggle I have with the church plant is that if I'm asking people to do things, I feel like I also need to be present. Not because they need me, not but be as a like a sign of solidarity, like a support. Like I want you to take your Saturday, so I'm going to be here too. So I have this. I, I, we have baptism Sunday this Sunday where we we have a hot tub that we do for baptisms, and so you got to set up the hot tub. Well, last time I set up the hot tub, I had a huge leak and I got water all over the carpet. <laughs> um, well, I have a big conference this weekend, Friday and Saturday. 
And so my, I was asking my team, hey, can, can somebody meet me up at the church on Saturday to help me set up the hot tub? And then I was like, you know what? I have a conference all day on Saturday. So I had to like rephrase what I asked. Can somebody else set up the hot tub? Mm -hmm. No one else has ever set up the hot tub. Mm. It's always been me and my family. And so it's one of those, like, I just realized there's no reason they don't, I'm not an overseer. They don't need me there to Mm -hmm. do that, you know, and and I have other things I need to do for the church (laughs) that I'm responsible for. They can set up the hot tub. So part of it is letting go. That's my control issues, right? Mm -hmm. Like we all have our thing. Mine is control. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I could sum up what kind of the from e- even both perspectives um, that we've talked about, it seems like a a key help here is a lessening of our view of self and a strengthening of our belief in God to do what He is going to do and to accomplish all the things that He desires to accomplish. And uh, I feel like that's a good place to end. Um, And so that's what we want to do today. We want to have a lesser view of self and a stronger view of God. And take a nap. And take a nap. That's right. (laughs) And until next time, may the Lord make his channel for his peace.